I, I, what? Hello! Welcome to Tay to Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about I Knew You Were Trouble from Red, Taylor's version. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. <laughs> and today, we are back and we are discussing the song I Know Places from 1989. I Know Places is the 12th track on 1989. 1989 was released on October 27th, 2014, and this song was co-written by Ryan Tedder. I Know Places has been played live 86 times by Taylor. 85 of them were on her 1989 world tour in 2015, and she played it once as her surprise song on the rep tour in Tokyo, Japan in 2018. That's a really cool performance. Yeah. I like that one. Ryan Tedder, who wrote the song with Taylor, is the frontman of One Republic, who also helped write pop hits such as Apologize, Bleeding Love, and Halo. Ooh. He also wrote Welcome to New York with Taylor mm. on 1989. Won't get to that one for a while. For a while. That, w uh, is near the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is how the alphabet works. I guess so. So, Devin, mm. what do you think about I Know Places? I think that this is the song I've listened to the least on 1989, mm. and I'm not completely sure why. It may have to do with it being close to the end of the album, mm. but that's weird because I listen to Clean a lot, <laughs> and that's the last track. True. And so I don't know if just, you know, the fact that I've I, you love Clean has made me love Clean, mm. and, you know, that's what makes me listen to it. But I also think that the... Ah, 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 I it was a major turn off to me as we have found out through this podcast. I do not like the songs that have all of those, you know, staccato like rhythmic weird noises. Yeah, that you she don't makes. seem to, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be quite an issue with me. And <laughs> well, this I, one is less like a noise in her saying I Right. Right. <laughs> but it's interesting because the beginning of it I guess since it is all it is in her vocal, mm -hmm. it is jarring. But then once it becomes part of the percussion and the backup, because mm -hmm. that whole, the ah, 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 ah is throughout the whole song. Yeah. And it works for me, at least, throughout the rest of the song. But I think just when it's like there in the forefront and there's nothing else going on, made me be like, huh, I don't know if I want to listen to this song. Hmm. And so maybe I didn't get past that. Could be. Very often. You know, I, I I think it's actually a really good song. Mm. After that, again, like with those eyes, it's cool because it creates a motif throughout the whole song that your ear can keep picking up on. Like in every other 1989 song, there's so much awesome stuff happening in the production of the song that it, it's a feast for the ears, oh, if you will. Okay, and I really like that about this song too. I think it's really cool that she has like this really like dark vibe mm -hmm. for the verses and then it switches into like this epic anthem kind of thing mm -hmm. for the choruses a really nice like juxtaposition of like how she feels in the relationship and it's under scrutiny and whatever but then it, how amazing would it be that we can go to these places mm -hmm. that we can escape to so it's like that that really interesting 
juxtaposition of like the negative aspect of the relationship and the hopeful positive mm-hmm. of going to somewhere where they can actually have some privacy. She sounds amazing yeah. on this track. She sounds so good. And the outro of this song is so good. Yeah. I mean, we've discussed her bridges ad nauseum on this podcast, but don't really give as much love to the outros, I think, mm. in the different songs that she good. has outros. Yeah. I mean, whenever she has one in her songs, they're usually really yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, the the outro of The Other Side of the Door is just so like, mm, epic. you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so good. And this one is so good. Mm. I think it's also really interesting that at the beginning and end, she has like this tape recorder, mm-hmm. like press play and then record it and then yeah. click it again at the end. Yeah. That's a really interesting thing. And I don't know if you know anything about that with Gossip Gab or whatever. Or I know she had all those voice memos on 1989 mm-hmm. too. So maybe that plays a little bit into like the Polaroid aspect, like, like kind of hipster, like, I feel like it's, recording of yourself. Yeah, like, I think it's like documenting. Document, kind yeah, of part of it. Yeah, yeah, because it has that whole like Polaroid vibe, and I think of tape players in the same way mm-hmm. as Polaroids. Mm-hmm. And I think though that the the performance on the DVD, the net, wherever YouTube, <laughs> the DVD of, of this song is wacky. It is a wacky Really wacky, but she, once she, like, comes down the runway, mm-hmm. and she's just, like, screlting for the gods, like, she's, it's so good. Mm-hmm. But, like, the beginning with all the doors and the weird, Yeah, I like, describe it more uh, in Gossip Gab, oh, okay, so we cool. can talk about it when cool. we get to that. All right, but overall, like, I think a pretty good song, definitely, you know, not my favorite on the album, but I like it. A lot. Mm -hmm. So how about you? What do you think? This song has been one of the biggest surprises for me during this whole alphabetical journey. Mm. I think when we started, I would have easily been like, oh, I'm not a huge fan of this song. It's probably my least favorite on 1989. Mm. But I don't feel that way anymore. Okay. And I don't know if it's like listening to it now, having like gone through most of half of this process or a third of this process. I don't know where we are. And then just seeing how much... Some members of the fandom like it. It's grown on me a lot more, Hmm. which could be why you hadn't listened to it that much either, because it wasn't one of the ones in 1989 I would immediately go to. Sure. But I really like it now. And I don't know what changed. It's good. I also love the tape recorder sound and it being turned on as if they're like, for me, it was almost like as if they are being recorded. Like Mm. everything she does is recorded, is documented. Okay. I kind of saw it that way. I think the tape recorder aspect of it is kind of like that whole old school 80s technology she was going for with the Polaroids and stuff for the album. But for this song specifically, it being in it, I kind of saw it as like, everything's recorded, you're always being interviewed, you're being followed, like that kind of vibe. And I think, like, the eyes repeating throughout the whole song kind of help show, like, her anxiety throughout the song, um, as well as the repetition, which is, Mm. we've talked about a lot, is a common theme in 1989. Like, the ah, 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 like, Mm -hmm. constantly, she's just like, we're being watched, we're being watched, we're being watched. That's how, like, it makes me kind of feel. And then I also just love how her voice sounds on this bridge and at the end of the song in the outro. Like, the longer notes and the, like, higher stuff. And it's just so epic. Yeah. It's, like, I think it's one of her best songs vocally. She, and it's, it's she really cool. It, yeah. Especially now, I'm very excited to hear Taylor's version mm. of this song. And, like, what that would be like, especially given 
that she did know places and she found them in her relationship with Joe. Yes. And so what is her perspective on that now? Uh-huh. Knowing that she's figured out ways to have a private, private life. Do you think the lakes is one of the places? Oh, for sure. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. But I don't think, I mean, it's like places, but I also think it's like she's figured out, like, if I don't share any of this, they won't always constantly be asking sure. about it in the same way, you know? Sure, yeah. It's an interesting change in perspective over the years that I wonder how it'll play out in Taylor's version. Yeah. I'm interested, too, because so far, a theme that I've noticed with both of her re-records is that in some of the instances, like, her emotions are on par or better. Mm -hmm. But in some cases, the emotion isn't there as much as it was on the originals. Yeah. Like the rawness. Yeah. Yeah. And so something like this was such a big deal at the time, that feeling of the lack of privacy that she was feeling during when she wrote this. Mm-hmm. Will that be conveyed? Like, I hope so. Yeah. Because, like, she sings the crap out of this yeah. on this album. Yeah, you can feel it. Like, this whole album, I love her vocals. Yeah. I'm pretty much every song on this album. Yeah, and they're really good. Yeah. So it's like, will she be able to tap into that same yeah. emotion? I think, I think she will. I think so, too. Do you relate to I Know Places? Loose lips sink ships all the damn time is a very relatable line. Mm. And I think that it's something that you should always have in the back of your head. Like, this is information that I'm getting from somebody for one reason or another. What would be the repercussions of conveying that information to somebody else? Interesting. You know? Mm -hmm. So say somebody tells you something in confidence. Mm -hmm. And you just have to tell, like, your other best friend about it. Mm. What is going to be the repercussion of that? And you never know. Mm. I mean, she had a lot of friends during this time. And then with the Taylor Swift is over party that she thought were friends who then told things to people that she didn't want told to them. Mm. And so that sort of thing is is very common in life yeah you know you think that you're telling somebody something in confidence maybe and think you don't have to tell them that that's the case but then all of a sudden five of your other friends know Mm. i mean that happened a lot to me in high school and college where i would confide in somebody and then they would then tell other people Mm. and it sometimes was a not that big of a thing sometimes it was a big thing yeah. But you you never know. And so loose lips sink ships all the damn time is, I think, something that to live by. <laughs> as in to like have that as a warning, like mm. in the back of your head. Of yeah. Like, is what I'm about to tell somebody or is what somebody is telling me, what is the effect of that? Mm. You know, I think that that's a very potent line. Mm. And it's a very good line. Yeah, I love that line. So that that's relatable to me. Mm. How about you? I really, I think part of like why maybe I wrote off this song for a while at first is that I see this really as one of Taylor's most like celebrity experience songs. Sure. So I don't really relate to it too much. You know, I've never been in a relationship under public scrutiny where like (laughs) I didn't think I had privacy. But I'm sure that many, if not all, public figures of varying levels could relate to this song. Yeah. And the lack of privacy and the scrutiny and the constant attention and the media and the comments on internet and everything. So I... I could understand how, like, a lot of people or anyone in the public eye could relate to this song. But I personally don't really relate because 
I know places and they're easy to get to, you know? <laughs> so. Fair. I've never felt like I couldn't have privacy if I chose to. Fair. And I love the line, loose lip sync ships all the damn time, but as I am gossip gab. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that maybe I need to think about that one kind of more. Ah! You know? <laughs> Speaking of that, which. That, that line doesn't apply to Gossip Gab. Yeah. Because the gossip we talk about is already public domain. It's fair. Sometimes I do share, though, like my opinions. Thoughts, yeah. But you're not like, Taylor told me this. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. And, and I am going to tell everybody, even though she didn't want me to. You know, I swear in high school, I didn't love the drama. It loved me. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Now we get to the segment of... Gossip The hidden message in the liner notes of this song in 1989 is, And everyone was watching. Oh. This song chronicles Taylor's feelings about the constant paparazzi attention following her around, as well as public scrutiny of her relationships. Mm. And she got a lot. Yeah. In an interview with Grammy Pro, Taylor discussed the song. I had this idea of like, you know, when you're in love, along the lines of Out of the Woods, it's very precious. It's fragile. As soon as the world gets a hold of it, whether it's your friends or people around town hear about it, it's kind of like the first thing people want to do when they hear that people are in love is just kind of try to ruin it. (laughs) I kind of was in a place where I was like, no one is going to sign up for this. There are just too many cameras pointed at me. There are too many ridiculous elaborations on my life. It's not just ever going to work. But I decided to write a love song, just kind of like, what would I say if I met someone really awesome and they were like, hey, I'm worried about all this attention you get. So I wrote this song called I Know Places about like, hey, I know places we can hide. We can outrun them. Mm. Which is really cool looking at like what she has done in her relationship with Joe. Yeah. And how private it is and how much it means to her. But especially like at this time, I mean, the media circus around her was insane. Yeah. So I believe... Much of the inspiration for this song was Taylor's high-profile relationship with Harry Styles, but I'm also sure that it was influenced by just the media attention all of her relationships got, Mm -hmm. as well as how often she's photographed. I mean, like, constantly photographed, going to the gym, leaving the gym, leaving her house, going back home, out to dinner, inside restaurants. Like, she is constantly followed and photographed. And for me, working in Tribeca... Where she, the last couple of years where she hasn't really been home that often, I know when Taylor's home because there are paparazzi outside e- her. Everywhere, apartment. yeah. It's nuts to see. Two lyrics that hint towards Harry, in my opinion, are In the dead of night, your eyes so green, as we know Harry has green eyes. Right. And they are the hunters, we are the foxes, because during Taylor and Harry's first very public outing where they were photographed, all over the place, Taylor wore a sweater with a fox on it. And I think that experience and all of those photos and, like, the uproar it caused Mm kind of led to this idea and this song and the metaphor of they're hunting us, we're foxes. Right, right. Interesting. Okay. During the 1989 tour live performance, which you mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. Taylor performed this song with her backup dancers in these all-black leather outfits and leather jackets and these almost riot gear like mm-hmm. jeweled helmets yeah and the whole song is this like moving door choreography where they're coming in and out of these doors and then they're hiding behind the doors and then like one of them becomes unmasked and they represent taylor's lover yeah and then they keep kind of like coming together getting pulled apart by the door people again coming together 
It's a weird performance. Yeah. As much as I love the 1989 tour and like especially like the costumes and the whole runway strutting and all of that, the backup dancer choices were very interesting yeah, for yeah. that tour. I don't like the helmets. Weird. It's, very weird. It's weird. It's like futuristic. Like, I get what she was trying to do and not make it so literal, like paparazzi. Like, she gets the point across. It's yeah. just kind of a weird performance. Yeah. But she sounds amazing. She sounds incredible. And she looks amazing like, in it. The different choices that she does at the end, like, it's so, so good. Yeah, that is really good. Yeah. On the deluxe version of 1989, Taylor included the voice memo of I Know Places that she sent to Ryan Tedder before they met to finish the song. In this voice memo that we all got on the deluxe version, Taylor explained, I sent this voice memo to Ryan Tedder because I had always wanted to work with him, and finally we scheduled some studio time. So I I always want to be prepared. I wanted to send him the idea that I was working on before we went into the studio, just in case he wrote back and said, I can't stand that. I want to work on something else. Think of something else. So I just sat down with the piano, put my phone on top of the piano, and just kind of explained to him where I wanted to go with the song, how I saw the melodies sitting in, and we ended up recording the song the next day, and it ended up being on the record called I Know Places. So this was the voice memo I sent to him the night before we ended up finishing the song. Hmm. And it's just so cool that she shared that process with the fans. And that she was like, people are always asking, like, how I write my songs. This is part of my process. Mm. And when she's singing it, you can hear her, like, she'll have some of the lyrics, but not others, mm-hmm. which you've kind of seen in, like, Miss Americana and, like, making of videos where she's like, like, she'll do things like that, which I think is really cool to, like, hear and see that process that she goes through. The OG thoughts and how, yeah, her personal process of creating a song and then how the lyric, she has, like, a melody, but she doesn't always have a lyric at the beginning. She has like a couple of them. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting that it comes from like a melodic place first and then she builds the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. And then she like really like relies on her producers to be like, this is the idea I have in my head of the sound. Yeah. How do you make that happen? Yeah. It's super cool to, to yeah. see. So Devin, mm. <laughs> what's your favorite lyric from I Know Places? My favorite line is, love's a fragile little flame. It could burn out. It could burn out. I was going to do loose lips that sink ships, but I talked about Mm -hmm. that. And I relate to, but love's a fragile little flame. It's interesting that she, in this song, and it makes sense with what you said in Gossip Gab about the anxieties of not having somebody who wants to sign up for that. Yeah. And that loves a fragile little flame. It, it reminds me of Delicate. It reminds mm-hmm. me of her her insecurities about starting relationships because you have to foster that like burning daylight flame from that little itty bitty fragile flame that you do when you start dating somebody. Yeah. It's for me really reminiscent of peace. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm a fire, I'll keep your brittle heart warm. Yeah. Because that that is, when you think of it, like how all relationships have to start, there's this itty bitty flame that you have to keep, you know, stoking. Yeah. And it is thing. fragile because you could go on one or two dates and like, that's it. Yeah. And the flame burns out and... Or you ha- you you keep pushing through and you keep building it and stoking it and then you create like this bonfire yeah. that, that Taylor and Joe <laughs> have now. So I, I think that's a really interesting 
aspect of of this fear and like this anxiety around starting relationships mm-hmm. for her during this time. Yeah, and this that theme is in so much of her so songs. Much. I mean, all through Reputation, Lover, yeah. and now even in Folklore Evermore. Yeah, the delicacy of of those beginning stages of love. Yeah, and also just who she is and saying like who's going to sign up for this, who like yeah. will do this. Yeah. How about you? What's your favorite line? So my favorite lyrics are two inverted lyrics at Mm. the end. So when she's, you know, singing the bridge where she says, like, and you know for Mm -hmm. me it's always you. I know places. And she goes, and I know for you it's always me. Mm. And this idea of, like, you can be pulled apart, but you can also come back together. Mm-hmm. We were built to fall apart and come mm-hmm. back together. <laughs> that idea of that person being someone that you're, you know, you're thinking of, you're holding on to, and they're there, even though you know maybe you can't be together. Yeah. I like that idea. And also just that idea that we know that they did break up and come back together. Right. That was something she was feeling. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like that. And obviously I love whenever she switches mm-hmm. her lyrics in that kind of a way. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, that outro is, is so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And she sounds so yeah. good on it. Yeah. Devin, mm. from one to ten loose lips that sink ships, what do you rate I Know Places? I think I'm going to give it an eight. Nice. Yeah. It's a great song. The lyrics are great. I love almost all of the songs on 1989. Like, I forget where I put it on my album ranking. I don't remember where you put it on your album ranking either. I think it's second? Maybe. I think it's second lover in the 1989, I think. Maybe. I have to check out on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) You have to check out your own. (laughs) No, it's good. I think, yeah, the only part about it that I don't like is just the the beginning and the very end with the eyes. Mm. I understand the purpose that they serve. Mm -hmm. It's just jarring at the very, very beginning. Mm. And it kind of, it's just like, why? And then you're like, okay, Mm. we're here. (laughs) So once I get past that first, it's it's awesome. And like, I love the, I love that it's like dark, but it's not fully dark. It's just like, there are aspects of it that are dark. And then, like I said, like this just glorious anthem that she starts singing, you know, I know places like, Mm. this is awesome. It it changes from like this dark, scary feeling to like, wait a minute, no, we can outrun this. Yeah. It's it's a really well produced song. It is. Really cool. So eight for me. Gab from one to 10 loose lips that sink ships. What do you give this song? I'm also going to give this song an eight. Okay. I really like this song. It's really grown on me. I think it's some of her best vocals. That outro is just epic. Mm. And yeah, and I like the subject matter and the way she discusses it here because there's all sorts of different angles she takes. And I like how like, yeah, this one is darker and moodier and kind of like, hey, this is this is what I'm dealing with, you know? Yeah. Even like something happens when everybody finds out, you know? She's mm-hmm. like, she feels like she's being hunted. So yeah, I like that darkness to it. Yeah. It's also kind of in that way too, uh, very cinematic almost. Mm. Like I feel like you can kind of see this song. Yeah. And it could also like apply not in the literal sense of what it's about, if that makes any sure. sense. Like, I feel like this could be a sister music video to Out of the Woods. Oh, yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. Because of the wolves and Out of the Woods and mm. just make turn them into foxes. Yeah. Like, it also kind of feels like it could be, like, almost like Hunger Games-esque. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Cool. Listen along with us. Check us out on Instagram at Tay to Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. 
do you love this song? Mm. Do you agree with Devin? Are the eyes not for you? (laughs) (laughs) Are you a 1989 stan? We want to hear it all. And remember, you can find exclusive bonus content as well as one-on-one messaging on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast or in the link in our bio or podcast description. Mm-hmm. Be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this right now. And please leave us a positive five-star review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Yes. When there are, which is new. When there are stars now. You can give us stars. No reviews, just ratings. Yeah, just ratings. But give us a rating. It'll help us, I think, reach yeah. other Swifties. Give us those five stars. <laughs> And thank you so, so much, as always, to our patrons on Patreon. You guys are awesome. Yeah, seriously. We got some we awesome really, content really coming there yes. this month. Now that we're back from the holidays. Yes. Yes. Well, next episode, we'll be covering I Think He Knows from Lover. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Kate to Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time.